This week on the Travel Tidbits podcast, join Sharon, Samantha, and Nikki as they discuss how to choose a travel agent. They're discussing all of the characteristics you should look for in a travel agent and also their journey to become a travel agent themselves. Stay tuned. The Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 19 of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Sharon Spruill, one of the travel agents at Pineapple Escapes. This week, I'm joined by Samantha and Nikki as we discuss how to choose a travel agent. Thanks for joining me, ladies. We're going to jump right on in with At The Core this week and talk about the characteristics that a client should expect of their travel agent. In episode four of our podcast, Jamie and Christy discussed why people should use a travel agent. But today we're going to dig a little deeper into that line of thought and discuss how to choose a travel agent. Of course, we would love for all of our listeners to become Pineapple Escapes clients but we do know that we may not be the best fit for everyone. With that in mind, let's discuss some of the characteristics that you should find in a travel agent and ones that you'll find in ourselves. So Samantha, let's start with you. What would you say are some of the characteristics that clients should look for in a travel agent? Well, first of all, I think it's important that you find a travel agent that maybe has traveled to the place or destination that you want to go to. Or if they haven't, that has those resources. I know when you use any one of our agents, you honestly get the resources of every one of our agents. So it's important to find somebody who has been to the same place or maybe somebody that kind of understands your budget, understands how you travel. If somebody kind of fits your lifestyle or at least kind of understands where you're coming from and what kind of vacation you are looking for. Yes, I totally agree. I mean, if you have a travel agent who doesn't ever travel, then they're not going to have a lot of expertise, maybe is the word, I'm not sure, to be able to help you with your planning journey. Of course, every travel agent hasn't been everywhere. Of course, we want to go everywhere, but (laughs) we haven't. But that's one thing that I think that makes us special is we work together as a team. And just because I haven't been maybe to Jamaica, Samantha's getting ready to go. And so she's going to be able to help me help my clients with a Jamaica vacation. Nikki, how about you? Do you have like any additional characteristics that you think should be mentioned? Or what are your thoughts with that? One of my favorite things to do is just find that connection with the clients and really get to know them as far as just even outside of the vacation. What do they do for a job? How did they get engaged? What are their dreams for their wedding? And even just just beyond the vacation, because I feel like if I can get to know them in their day-to-day life, then I'm able to better plan their vacation because of it. And it's something that I'm just constantly striving to do because you know, once the vacation is over, I still want to have that relationship with them for future than vacations down the road, whatever that may look like. So I'm really big into just building that client relation and then it's more than just a one-time vacation. It's about building that relationship. I even call them my travel friends. I try not to call them clients as much. I end up calling them travel friends because that's honestly what they end up becoming after we go through the whole process. I mean, if you think about it, from the time someone reaches out to us to the point that they officially go through the whole entire vacation in return, 
Like that's quite a large amount of time. I mean, even if it's just a trip that they're wanting to do at the end of the month, like you're still going to have a lot of emails back and forth. You get to know them really well. So I think that's like a really big characteristic that it's, you want to make sure you're finding someone that's not just in it for the sale, but that's actually truly there to serve you and to get to know you and what you need and want out of a vacation. Yeah, you know, I really like that travel friends. That's a really good phrase. You're taking a client to the next level and um, with customer service. I mean, that's an interesting thought. To yeah, think I really about. like it because they do. I mean, they yeah. become my friends. It's someone that I even keep in touch with. A lot of times we become friends on social media. So I'm able to just see even more into their lives that way. So that's I, I do. I like that. I prefer to call them my travel friends because that's honestly what they become. Yeah. And, you know, as we have clients who book with us numerous times, whether they're just recently engaged or they have a family, I mean, we're growing with them. And so when they're ready to rebook and they're like, hey, you know, I want to take go back to Disney or go back to this all inclusive. We can now refer to, oh, well, your child this. I remember that they really loved the Jungle Cruise and couldn't ride it last time because the ride was down or something. So we need to make sure we get that added, you know, to your list, to your itinerary. Maybe if there's a fast pass in play or, you know, an all inclusive. Oh, well, you know, you've been to Jamaica. Maybe you should go try this island. You know, there's this new resort that I think your family would love. I think that's honestly what I'm most excited about is right now I'm dealing with a lot of honeymoon clients and I'm just so excited to see this next stage. Not only of just like their marriage and watching it grow, but just, you know, down the road, if they were to have kids or just even what their vacations are going to look like beyond the honeymoon. I am. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that is food for thought right there. Now you're going (laughs) to have me thinking all night. And what about trainings? Like I know each of the Pineapple Escapes agents, we go through the Disney College of Knowledge. We also do the universal training, but we really dig in deeper than that. Those are just the ones that are required of us. Um, I know a lot of us have done the AM Resorts training, Marriott, Royal Caribbean, I mean, Carnival Norwegian. I mean, the list could go on and on. But how does that training with a certain supplier really fit into what you should look for in a travel agent and those characteristics that one should have? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, I just think it's important that your travel agent is up to date with all the protocols and the policies, especially right now with COVID. So training is very important. I mean, normally, but it's more important now than ever. You want one of your, you know, your, whoever is booking your trip to know all of the policies. You want them to know the ins and outs of the resorts or the vendor or wherever it is they're going so that they can be more helpful to you. I agree with that. And even off of that, I would say, As an agency, I think we're really good about if we personally haven't been to a location that either A, we get on and we do the training on that resort or that location right then and there, or B, we utilize the fact that we do work as a team and we reach out to the agents that have been there and we just take on their knowledge. So it's kind of a cool thing that between, what is there, 16 of us now, that we've covered a lot of ground. So that's really exciting to know that even if, you know, I can't do all of the trainings, you know, if I do a little bit, if Sharon, you do a little bit, if Samantha, if you do a little bit together, we can cover so much more. So just kind of, I think that's just an awesome thing is that I don't feel like you find a lot of agencies where the agents work together like we do. And I just think that's a really valuable thing that we offer. Yes. And I mean, that just doesn't even go for trainings. I mean, that goes for travel. I mean, we have agents who have traveled all over the world, South Africa, you know, Europe, the Caribbean, Mexico. I mean, and then here in the United States, too. I mean, we've gone so many places as a team, 
you know, for each of us individually, that it really is a great resource when we can pull together. And I think that is just what makes us unique in the service that we can provide for our clients. I think another thing too, is just like our honesty and transparency. I'm very upfront about our, about our booking fees. And this is something that I am just flat out open about. I just essentially say, you know, we don't have them. And if there are a scenario where we need to implement them, we are going to be upfront and we are going to state that. It's not going to be something where any of our clients ever have to worry about, wait a minute, you said it was going to be this price, yet my card was charged this much. You know, I, and with like all of you, we're very honest about the price. We're not looking to be stingy. We're not looking to be shady. We are honestly looking for the best deal. We are going to tell you whatever. We're going to itemize everything um, and just really have it open for you. Going back to the team dynamic with us, I feel like it's probably my most favorite part of being in this agency. And it's one of the things that I do use a lot to sell to clients is that you're not just working with me, that you're not just gaining my expertise, that you're gaining all of ours. Yeah, that really is a good aspect, you know, when you can say, I personally haven't experienced this, but, you know, my coworker, my fellow agent has done this and this is the review they gave it for a certain particular experience. I mean, just recently I had a client I was working with. I had to say, listen, I haven't personally done it. It's on the top of my list, but these are the reviews that I have received for that experience or for that attraction. Yeah. And even I think the other thing too, is just the amount of value and the time saving that we can offer our clients today. I wish I had my phone in front of me. I would read this exact phrase that a potential travel friend reached out to me. And she was just like, how quickly can you book a trip? Or like, how long does that process take? And so we were kind of chatting about that. And in her phrase, she said, I'm just so busy with teaching and then my second job on top of it that I just don't even have the mind space to even sit down and plan and even think this out. Like, I want to do this. I just cannot find the time or I just cannot, you know, just go through this after doing a full-time job and the second job on top of it. Like, can you help with that? And I think that's such a priority or such a, what well, I'm like a loss for a word here, but like such an, an awesome thing that we offer here as travel agents is that this is our job. Like we are going to spend the time. We are going to take the day to do it while you're at work, while you are taking care of your kids, while you are doing whatever you need to do in the background, we're doing the research for you. We're coming up with the options. We're going to narrow it down and make it easier for you to where we can just offer it to you and say, Hey, I have option A, option B, option C. What do you think? And then we get your feedback and then we take it back and we do the research again and we figure out what's going to work based off of that feedback. So the amount of time that goes into it, I mean, it's so much on our end and it's so, so little on our travel friends side of things that that just does not even match. I think anything, I think that's our biggest offer is honestly the amount of time and energy that we save our travel friends. Yeah. And not just that, but, you know, money too, or just time on the phone. I mean, yesterday I was on the phone with Universal for easily an hour and a half just to make one adjustment to a reservation. Who has, I mean, our travel friends don't have time to sit on the phone on hold for an hour and a half. And an hour and a half sometimes is a good wait time. We're doing the happy dance if we're only <laughs> waiting an hour and a half. You know, I mean, with Disney, it could be three plus hours. It's been known to be eight hours. Who has time to spend a whole day? Yes. Not doing their job because they're on hold. 
this is actually pretty funny. This actually happened to me, I think a couple nights ago. So I had to call a vendor and luckily I love it when vendors have this option to where you can type in your phone number and they'll call you back when it's time. Granted, this was like 9 p.m. I think when I was calling. So I was like, surely the, the wait time won't be that long. Kid you not, the wait time was an hour and a half to two hours. So what did I do? I'm like, all right, call me back. I'll be up. So I just laid on the couch. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, 1130. The phone finally went off and I was like, I'm up. <laughs> I got it. And, you know, got everything figured out that I needed to do. But it is. I mean, it's it's insane the amount of just back work that is just it's not seen. And I just can't imagine someone who, again, has has a full time job, has full family, kids, all these other you know things. I totally get why people don't go on vacation because who has the time to sit and do all that research and then to call vendors or call whoever you need to do to get exactly what you need. It's a huge, huge money and time saving service that we offer. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, just talking about that planning, I personally have some Walt Disney World clients who are on totally different ends of the spectrum. I have one client who's like, listen, I want to go these dates. This is the budget. You know, just send me the resort options. I'll choose one. But beyond that, I need you to just pretty much tell me where I'm going and where I need to be when we get there. And then I have another client who likes the planning process, who wants to make the dining reservations for themselves. And so I'm just there to help guide them <laughs> to say, hey, don't forget, you know, in a week you have those dining reservations. Do you have your list ready? And just sort of help remind them that things are coming up and to make suggestions and to let them know, keep them updated on anything new. So, I mean, there's a wide range that any travel agent can offer to their client. If you do like some of the planning process, then a travel agent should be able to work with you on that. If you want none of the planning process, they should be able to also do that for you. Samantha, do you have anything to add to there? I, I mean, I 100% agree. Somebody actually asked me on Monday, you know, in the world of Expedia and Hotwire, why would anybody even bother with a travel agent? And I'm like, okay, so when your flights are randomly canceled right now and when a resort just shuts down due to COVID and you have to sit on the phone with Expedia for eight hours, that would be me, not you. So just a real quick and easy answer is, you know, obviously there's a lot more reasons I could tell you why to use a travel agent. But right out the bat, I'm telling you, when your trip is canceled, I sit on the phone for eight hours, not you. And it costs you nothing more. Mm -hmm. And there was some stories at the height of COVID. I remember seeing, you know, travel agents popping up going, yeah, I was contacted by this person who totally didn't book with me, but now they can't even reach the supplier hoping I can help. And I mean, these travel agents were having to say what we would have said. I'm sorry you didn't book with us. I, for liability purposes, we can't help. There were people who were stuck, didn't know what to do, where... Our clients, we were on top of it. As soon as things were rolling and cancellations were being made, I mean, we were on the phone with suppliers. We were emailing them, letting them know what we knew and taking care of all those rearrangements for them. Well, prior to COVID, I had booked one trip, my very first trip. It was an all-inclusive in Jamaica. And like three weeks later, the whole resort shuts down. And so I'm having to immediately get you know, on the phone and try to figure that out. And I was on the phone for eight hours with Apple on hold. That is insane. I actually thought you were like semi-exaggerating when you <laughs> said that. Like, I didn't know that was a real story. No. I think the longest I've ever done is maybe close to three. 
And that was honestly probably just poor timing of my call, like in the middle of the day, like pro agents are going to get up and like call as soon as the place opens. And I wasn't quite there yet whenever I was calling, but eight hours, man, I can't imagine that at all. Yeah, that's where you hook your phone up to like your Bluetooth speaker and plug your phone in so it doesn't die and just, you know, do some house cleaning or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, or work on, you know, other clients, you know, through email and what you could do while you're on hold. I mean, those stories exist that height of COVID. I mean, for a while, I mean, things like that did happen. I think, thankfully, now we're sort of back to... I don't want to say normal, but definitely not eight hour wait times. It's- I think we're back to like a new normal to where as agents, we now yes. have this expectation and we we know how to handle it even better than before. I don't think we're back to normal. I definitely just think we are back to a, a new normal. And I think that's okay. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That new normal is is a good way to put it. Life looks different now and will look different even um, when things are fully open. I know we talk, you know, a lot about sort of pineapple escapes and how we handle things and us personally and our stories. But I think that really just goes into anybody, whether we're a good fit for you or not, what you should look for in any travel agent. The services that we offer our clients are services that you should look for, you know, in anybody who is helping plan your vacations. So let's go ahead and move on to the um, slice of life. Now that we've discussed, you know, what our clients or any client should look for in a travel agent, let's sort of discuss how it was that we became a travel agent. I know in our first episodes, we each sort of told just briefly our story, and I don't want to necessarily repeat those, but more want to answer like, why did we choose the path of becoming a travel agent and all the other careers we could have chosen? Why was it this? Why was, you know, becoming a travel agent where we found our passion at? So Samantha, you want to go first? Sure. So I, um, I did contact a travel agent um, in 2019. I think it was my years kind of run together. I don't even know what year it is now. Like, is it 2020 still? Because it's never ending. But 2019, in December, my husband and I went to Paris for our 10-year anniversary, and I contacted a travel agent that I had found online, and she quoted me these trips that were entirely way out of our budget. And she just said, you know, anything she plans is going to be $1,000 per day per person because they are once-in-a-lifetime experiences. I mean, you get private meals with professional chefs and these private tours, and I'm like, that's great. But not everybody, for one, not everybody can afford that. And two, I didn't want it to be a once in a lifetime experience. I mean, I didn't want to empty out my 401k on one vacation because I want to go multiple places. So that really kind of is when I guess I got my wheels turning is I wanted to help people who are what I consider normal middle class people, but want to travel and they don't have the funds to drop $2,000 each day vacation. But yet it's not fair to them, I don't feel like to not be able to experience the world the way everybody else does. Yes. I mean, I think, you know, for me personally, if I'd received that, you know, for a trip, I think I would have reacted like you. I know that we, we have clients who absolutely that's what they want. And we are glad to provide those services for them. But you're right. That's not everybody. And you shouldn't not be able to experience Paris because that wasn't your budget. You know, I'm sort of reminded of 
one of those wedding dress shows, maybe something like Say Yes to the Dress, where it really irritates me when they say, this is my budget, and they show them a wedding dress that's over their budget. I'm like, no, that's not the way it should be. <laughs> like, this is their budget. You know, try to keep them in that. I relate to that so much because the fact when I went wedding dress shopping, I kid you not, we walked into the store and I looked at everybody that was with me, which was my mom, my mother-in-law, and a couple of my bridesmaids. And I looked at them. I said, if anybody shows me a dress that is over my budget, even a dollar, you are sitting in the car the rest of the day. I'm not doing it. And that's literally what I said, because that's how I am. Like, if you show it to me, one, you're not respecting my boundaries. And number two, now I feel like I'm going to have to, you know, change my budget. I'm going to be want to alter it because maybe I'll fall in love with this one. And so that is 100% how I then also relate then to travel. When someone comes to me with a budget, I tell them, I want to know your budget, not so I can maximize it, but honestly, so I know not to go over this. I want to show you everything you can possibly get for it. And it's my goal to always be under it. And then I'll also tell you, okay, this is what I found for underneath it. But just so you know, there are other options that may offer X, Y, or Z that are above it. I'm not going to give them the actual resort. I'm not going to give them the price of it. But I want to let them know, this is what we have for your budget. These are what you could add on to it or get more if you want to go over it. But yes, I'm a huge stickler on that. Nothing I feel like is more disrespectful than if I give you a budget line and you give me something that's over it. Yes. And you know, for me, like I have clients um, or potential clients who come and say, I'm really not sure what my budget is. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just sort of give you a range of options, you know, we'll, and then from there, we'll narrow down what you're more thinking like, and then we can really dig in, you know, from there. And, and that's okay, too. But yeah, that Paris trip story, that's, that's a good one right there. What about you, Nikki? I mean, prior to becoming a travel agent, did you use a travel agent? Like, what, what brought you here? So when I was, well, I say I, but my husband and I, when we were planning our wedding, I kind of knew from the very, very beginning, well, even before I was even engaged or anything, I always had these big dreams of a honeymoon. What girl doesn't? And so, and I also was the type of, if I'm planning a wedding, I do not want to even think about a honeymoon. I want someone else to handle these details. I don't want to have to deal with it at all. So a friend of a friend knew of a travel agent. So we went that route. And it was perfect. It literally was, I mean, she did everything and we showed up at the airport and we were just spoiled the whole rest of the trip. And it was everything we wanted. It was interesting because in between that and when I became a travel agent, my husband and I went to Europe for three weeks and we, in this scenario, I, not really we, I planned those three weeks in details, had an itinerary. I did the research on it and I loved it. I nerd out so much when I get to research a new destination and everything you can see and everything you can do and all this cool restaurant that has so many reviews on TripAdvisor. Like, I just love that whole process so much that I actually, and this was three years after our honeymoon, or I think, or a couple of years, I then reached back out to that travel agent. It was just like, hey, so what does it take to become a travel agent? Do you like your job? You know, what do you just give me some insights on it? And she responded back so sweetly and was like, I actually get this question a lot. She gave me this really good response of, you know, yes, obviously you're going to have those perks because you are dealing with travel and it's a phenomenal job to be in. But the biggest takeaway I got from it is that you do not have traditional set hours because if you think about it, the people that you are dealing with work all day. 
So they're going to be contacting you and they're off our works and on the off our work hours and on the weekend and the time that they're available to chat. So it's opposite of what you normally would be working. And so when I first reached out to her, I was like, ah, I don't know if that's set for me. I don't know if that's a good time thing for right now. So I kind of let it slide. And then obviously then this past July, I made the plunge into this and I absolutely love what I do now. But she really just opened up to my eyes of just the planning aspect of things. And I think then just through our own personal travels and how much I just loved the planning aspect of it. I almost even tell people, I think this is weird, but I think I almost enjoy the planning aspect of it than physically actually being there. I don't know. Like, obviously I love it once I'm there, like it's fantastic, but I just love seeing something that's been planned come to life. That's such the type A organizational mind that I have. But yeah, it was, I think just through that experience, it's just really kind of opened the doors to where I'm at today. Awesome. Yeah. So for me, you know, that led us here. We were planning, I guess, in 2018, a Disney trip for 2019. We actually did book through a travel agent, not Jamie, because or any of the Pineapple Escapes agents. This was before I was a, you know, a travel agent myself. We booked through someone and that travel agent is actually helped spark in me even more. The spark was already there, but I guess maybe ignited the spark, I should say, that I needed to become a travel agent. This is something I should do because just the response time, you know, I would send an email and it would be days later before I'd receive the response and this and that. And finally, like I just told Robert one day, I was like, I'm really just concerned if dining reservations come up, is she really going to be like on her computer that morning making our dining reservations or fast pass? Like, this is a big trip. There's 10 of us and there's a lot of details that are being involved with this trip. And I'm just really concerned about that customer service level. And we ended up canceling and then booking with Jamie. I somehow through Facebook, we still don't know exactly how. I had already liked Jamie's page. And so I messaged her and was like, hey, this is the situation. And she was like, well, I can't. Yeah, back up. So wait, you canceled with the previous agent because you just didn't feel like the customer service was there. Yeah, it okay. was. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was not that great. And it was like there was a lot of red flags and concerns. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just know this isn't working for us. So we actually canceled. And so when I contacted Jamie, she was like, well, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get the same price. And I was like, I don't care if the price went up. We'll deal with that. You know, but this is what we want to do. Thankfully, the price hadn't increased. Uh, We were able to catch it at the right time. And then like talking with her and things like that booking, I saw that she was hiring. And so I inquired and then I joined Pineapple Escapes and and the team. And I mean, the rest rest is history. history. Yeah, (laughs) it is, you know, but that's me. I don't want to be the travel agent that I was, you know, that I experienced because you know, our client friends, our no, travel friends, that was it. Our travel friends have to be comfortable with us. They have to feel secure in our knowledge and our expertise and our organization too. Well, it's funny that good or bad, either way, another travel agent really has shaped all three of our views on using a travel agent and how we go about doing our job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and go to our crushed it section heading to the end of this episode. And this week we're going to talk about luggage locks. 
the luggage locks I use, I actually ordered on Amazon for that same Disney trip. And they're the Sherlock luggage locks. So that's a mouthful. I was like, say that five times fast. I know. Sherlock luggage locks. <laughs> um, they are TSA approved. They have stainless steel internal mechanisms. It's an easy set combination. So you don't have to keep up with a key. There is an inspection indicator on it, which is what I love. And so what that means is there's this little tab that if TSA opens the lock, the tab pops out. So before I even open our suitcase, I know whether our luggage was inspected by TSA through the security process. When I came back from our training in November from Disney Universal with the team, I actually had a bottle of wine in my luggage and I had put a roll of toilet paper on the top. I didn't think anything about it. It was in there. It was safe. You know, I wrapped it up. But when I got home, my little tab was up and I was like, oh, wow, TSA, you know, looked through my luggage. What in the world? It must have been random. And then it occurred to me, oh, no, they probably thought there was a bomb in my luggage. If I could imagine that going through, seeing this wine bottle with the toilet paper roll over it. But yes, so... I do. I love it. You know, it does have how, that indicator. How many pineapple rings do you give it? Yeah. So I actually do give it five pineapple rings. The ones that we have come, we have four different colors, black, blue, neon green, and pink. So it's really nice. I can put a different color on mine, Robert, and the boys' a suitcase. And then I know, because the boys have identical suitcases. And I can know either by their luggage tag, because we have Transformers luggage tags, or by their lock, which one is whose based off of their color. I'm a little OCD. Their, <laughs> their packing cubes, their luggage lock, and their carry-on book bags are all the same color. <laughs> so they're color-coordinated. Well, I'm actually it, surprised it the suitcases are not colored. We haven't got that far yet. I think I got a great deal on their suitcases, and that's the only reason why they have matching ones. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I give it five pineapple rings. The combination was easy to set. All four of them have the same combination. That was no problem. And I have not had any trouble at all with these locks for that. Do either of you all have luggage locks that you all are just absolutely in love with? I don't even have luggage locks. To be honest with you, I am very much team no check bags. So I don't even have luggage. I just always do carry on and just shove all my stuff in there. Yeah. So you're like Samantha who has that book bag. I'm still not there. I don't have any locks on them. I guess I'm just in the, you know, if they want in them, they're going to get in them anyway. So I'm just like, I never lock it. Yeah. I don't, I guess mine is from our international travel like when we'd go to europe and stuff like that like when i did research everybody would said you know make sure you lock your suitcases you know yeah now that have we it did. so tsa can get in yeah that we locked in but that's when like we were in like hostels or staying in like airbnbs or something i don't know like we would lock them there but mm-hmm. i don't recall locking them like through like the airport yeah yeah we do so Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today as we discuss how to choose a travel agent. You can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com. And our site includes a link to all of our travel tidbits episodes. 
plus information about our agents and links for our social media. We'd love to have you join our community. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.